Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and on today's episode, I sit down with Philip Lim, co-founder and designer of his namesake label, Philip Lim. We were recording before the start of the official interview, but we decided to just go with it. You'll hear Lim and I make small talk about his favorite quote-unquote restaurant, which somehow led to a discussion on waste and sustainability in fashion. Hope you enjoy it. The best restaurant in Soho would be my kitchen. Home oh cooking. Oh my gosh. Are you a cook? A chef? I, no, I'm not a chef. <laughs> I am a novice cook. Uh, meaning like I just try to feed myself. Yes. Yeah. That's good. What do you make? What's your specialty? It's mostly um, Asian food because yeah. that's what I grew up on because um, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese household where my mother would cook all our meals. Yes. So you grow up with that. You take it for granted. You move away. Everything is delivered or ordered or dined out for decades and decade in plus change. And then all of a sudden you realize I'm killing my body with poison. And also I am part of this impact of all this, all the delivery, all the plastics, all the containers, all the just uh, the footprint. Yep. And then so I realized it's got to get back to nature and... We've got to grow things and uh, shop locally, eat seasonally, and um, get back to the basics. Yeah. So how would you say this kind of, uh, I don't know, desire to be close to nature, does that translate to your work environment? I People are always asking me, that. they're like, how do you separate work and life? And I'm like, for me, I, it's impossible because I love what I do. Yeah. And my work, luckily, um, has afforded me a beautiful life. And um, work is life and other things that I, when I'm not in the office, physical office, I'm constantly inspired by just like um, living my life. And um, it is quite a luxury. And I say that because I get to choose what I do. And it really has blurred the lines, which it, which for me, it's a blessing. Um, usually when people say blurs the lines, it's, it's quite negative in connotation. But for me, it's really like, it's really affected and informed uh, decisions, present and future. Yes. Talk to me about that because I know um, you haven't gone the route of many brands, many companies where, I don't know, maybe you're doing things your own way in that you don't have a lot of investment and a lot of people to answer to. Mm. Tell me about the setup of the company and who's owning it, who's yeah. who's making the, the decision. Yeah, um, it's so mom and pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good for you. People from the outside are always like, oh, you must be this mega corporation or mega <laughs> brand. I'm like, no, it's just myself and my business partner, Wen Zhao, and we own it still, 50-50. Um, we fund it. I always uh, say that, you know, we live and die and eat by the dress, literally. Yes. If it's a good season, fantastic. You know, we get to um, celebrate with the teams. And if it's a bad season, oof, let's hunker down with the team. Yes. Um, so we don't have uh, outsider funding. It's not investments, um, investment bankers. Um, so it's quite lean. It's quite um, 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 humble. But at the same time, it's 
aspirational or inspirational. Yes, you know, so we get to actually create and craft and uh, uh, our own path. Definitely. How many people are part of the company? How many people work for you? Yeah, it it fluctuates um, between like eighty and a hundred, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's like an extended family. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and you're about fifteen years in. You're we're not fifteen years in now. Yeah, just um, we're not um, spring chickens anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, we're teenagers. Yes. <laughs> so a lot to learn still. Yes. Are you? What's your cadence? Are you right now? Like we we just wrapped New York Fashion Week. I know that you did um, a co-ed male female show um, first time in a while. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um. You know, it's it's been a long time coming. Actually, um, we started. We've done a co-ed show in New York Fashion Week, like maybe a decade ago. Oh wow! And then after that, we split it, and we were showing men's collections in um, during Paris Fashion Week um, for men's uh, uh, market. And um, you know, then we pulled out of that because it didn't feel right. And you know, as as you said too, it's really. Um, We've had the privilege of going on our own journey to find out what is right for us, find figuring out our own balance. So, recently, I think that maybe six months ago, we're like, you know what? It kind of feels right to kind of show the tribe now, the full tribe, not meaning not not just the 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 female population, uh, the female segment of it. Now we'll show the male too, and just it's kind of um, I I call it the the boyfriends, the best friends, the brothers of um, the woman. Yes, three one woman. Yeah, that's cool. Do you, yeah, do you think that it's important to maybe create clothing for everyone across sizes, men and women? Talk to me. Are, is size diversity something that you're working toward? Is, has it always been important to you? you? You know, diversity. Period. Yeah. You know, whether it's uh, uh, culture, color, uh, opinions, body, um, uh, orientation, re- religion, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that. Beauty is literally in variety, and if you th- think about nature too, there's not one type of uh, tree, there's not one type of uh, animal, there's not one type of uh, body of water. Yeah. So we should mimic that. You yeah. know what I mean? And we should celebrate because within that, you find out this is the answer, the balance, because we we are interdependent on each other. So why don't we just like celebrate each other? Yeah. And bring it all in and. It's it's funny now because we have we we started this way, and now it's just more for me. Uh, the realization is you have to be more explicit about communicating it. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe the difference. That makes you know? sense. Yeah. yeah. When you said maybe there could be a season that maybe didn't take off as well as another another. Are there certain like levers that you can kind of pull to say, okay, we need to do more marketing, or what? What would you do in a season that was maybe a little off? A little off, like. Because again, it's we don't have the budgets of marketing. You know what I mean. We don't have the budgets of like hiring influencers. We don't have the budgets of like uh, uh, co-oping billboards and yeah. whatnot. It's really like self-reflection, and it's really like coming back and saying, "Did we miss the mark and move away from our core audience?" You know, because at the end of the day, that's your goal. It's who you serve. We are in this business of service. You know, we are in this business of aesthetic service, and um, you know. When we missed a mark, we realized we kind of lost sight or um, kind of uh, pivoted slightly away from the our our core audience. Yeah, and it's the return of it. So the beauty about fashion and um, the the seasons is you get the next chance. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. 
for marketing, what are you doing? Did you, has it shifted maybe in the last 15 years sure. where you were very dependent on the editor's sure. picks and what they were featuring in publications? Yeah. Um, now maybe more social media. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we started with the conventional route, um, campaigns, um, buying pages in um, uh, uh, magazines and traditional yep. billboards. And then, it's you know, we slowly sh- it slowly shifted and we pulled out of that. And now it's... Um, you know, on your own social platforms. It's funny because when we started, we started in a very old school um, uh, business model where your your design house that manufactured. Now you're your media house too. Oh yeah. Now you're like um, uh, an experience. You know what I mean? Now you yep. have to be full uh, omni-channel. Is that the oh, word? That's I don't, totally yeah, the word. Professional words. <laughs> Buzzword of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's very interesting because we are going through like kind of more an entrepreneurial transformation of how do you um, fit in between? How do you find that balance? Um, Because we cannot just close up shop and start over, start in a startup way in this new model. But we also have to recognize things are changing, things have to evolve and you have to evolve just like nature. And I'm always, throughout this podcast, I'm always going to reference nature because to me, that's where all the answers lie. Um, So, so it's for us is how to find that balance where we still create beautiful, desirable craft, uh, appreciate craft in that old school way. But how do you now communicate in a new way? So you just moved, um, recently moved your, your office, your headquarters. You're in Brookfield Place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you, is everything happening in-house? Is photography happening there? What do you outsource and what do you kind of keep, keep in-house? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> there's control there <laughs> and structure. Yep. So let's start with that. <laughs> um, no, we are so, we love the fact that it is really authentic, the whole process. So we're, we're one of the few brands left in New York City with an in-house atelier. So nice, all yeah. the clothes is made in-house. It's designed. I walk into the next room. I work with the pattern makers, the seamstresses. These are masters at their crafts. And it's like a, this is where school happens. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I go back to when in, we have interns. I'm like, okay, you guys have the privilege of sitting in the real master class here. Honestly. Like really learn from this because it's disappearing because now everything is like, boop, pop up, start up. Where did it come from? Doesn't really matter because we're going to market the shit out of things. You yep. know what I mean? And you're, you can't trace it back. If you come to visit us, you can trace everything back <laughs> because it literally is in the next room. Awesome. And then a room after that, we do like uh, we have a showroom that we convert into a photo studio. Great. And the room after that, it's like a conference room that also acts as like multi-purpose room. So everything essentially is in-house except when we um, what we've been doing recently, uh, actually except like when we work with stylists. Okay. Um, when we work with independent photographers and most recently too, a part of this campaign is kind of um, a, gl- a global campaign where every season we, 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 we tap um, or we actually um, uh, reach out and ask uh, young creatives, uh, new creatives to if they want to work with us. And the premise is this, we give you the clothes and you do whatever you want. Oh, cool. There is no, you have to do it this way. There's no, you have to do it that way. There's no, I expect um, these many photographs or whatnot because because that's also dying. Yeah. You know, that freedom, that creative freedom is all, is also dying because everything's so controlled now. So for us, it's really like going back to a very humble, natural approach. 
thinking about how we we would be in school, where it's like, oh, I would tap my um uh, my schoolmate and like, let's work together on yeah. something and keep it fun and really push the boundaries of creativity and see what happens. And what's been amazing is we've been able through this exercise, we've been able to build um, our tribe, a tribe of creatives that we get to like uh, go back and not have so many mat- professional mandates and come up with just different points of views. Yep. And then we, we share it with our, um, our customer. Who are these creatives? Are they photographers, fashion students? Yeah, Where are you finding uh, they're them? photographers, um, usually photographers, but they work in um, um, different mediums, you know what I mean? And okay. everyone has a different style. So because it's photography because it's, um, it's a medium that we have to like post, yes. you know what I mean, and capture. So, But everyone has such a different uh, point of view. And what's nice, and for me, it's really their point of view on my brand. Yep. You know, that's priceless to me. Definitely, and yeah. what they create, you're putting on your on your social channels. Yeah, we you- we also um, share like on our Instagram and also on our um, land homepage of our website and oh, Facebook. Great. It's just um, a biography about them, yeah. where they come from, their little their history, what they do. Very cool. And also, um, kind of highlighting our work together. Yep. Yeah, and it's fun. Are it's you work- fun. Are you working with any of the kind of traditional influencers in terms of maybe gifting them clothes also and I don't even want to call them influencers because they're friends. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, oh, cool. because um, the ones that we work with, they I actually have a personal relationship with them, meaning like I, I see them and I'm like, I like what you're about. It's very cool. Yep. It's very inspiring because it's more than just look at how um, how cool I can wear clothes. It's actually, yes. there's a mission behind their message. And for me, it's really like I'll, I'll invite them in and I'll be like, hey, you know, I would love to meet you or, you know what I mean? Like, do you mind if... Um, I send you something that I feel like you might relate to. Right. And usually just that simple gesture, that humble gesture of reaching out yep. in a very like just sincere way. People are like, wow, you you notice me. Yes. And it's you know, Philip Lim himself. <laughs> it's just Philip. Philip. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just Philip. It's just like Philip seeing like you're pretty awesome. And, you know, I think that somehow yeah. there's a, kindred connection you know what I mean yes and so you should have this and if you don't mind that's all I don't want anything back yeah you know what I mean and then we build the relationship that way they'll come to the show or whatnot you know just that makes the sense. natural path yes yeah so you've been doing this again 15 years in have you kind of <laughs> have you established a work-life balance as you're um, creating is it four collections a year what, what's the cadence it's four um women's collections and then there's two men's collections that's ready to wear and then with that with accessories and footwear too and all the other side projects that you work on you know and it's quite daunting when we speak about it but it's just become life you know and it's just become kind of what you do and I sort of try to um, say it's my therapy yeah always to create nice yeah I like it are collaboration something that you, I don't know, I know I know you, Target just brought back your, yeah, your amazing yeah, collection like, yeah. <laughs> for their anniversary. They brought back 20 collections. And I know you've recently did something with um, like Airbnb. Yes, yes. Talk to me about your collaboration strategy. What what makes sense for you? That There was no strategy. Um, <laughs> with Target, it was, um, God, that was fun. That was really fun. And it reminded me because those years were so fast and furious that it, I... It was hard to remember why, but Target was. I've I've always been a proponent of um, using creativity to democratize 
fashion. Yeah. You know, and that's how we started. Basically, we were we were um, two friends that uh, had big dreams but didn't have much means, and we wanted the best. And why shouldn't we? You know, and yeah. through creativity and some street smarts, you know, we were able to build three one Philip Lim. And with uh, when Target came along, it was opportunity to take this philosophy and blow it up. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, the audience for Target is everybody, and it's actually happened to be my mom's favorite store. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so it was kind of like, Mom, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> but she didn't know, actually. When I started, my mother was like, what do you do, actually? And I'm like, until she saw it in Target, she was like, okay, sweetie, I get it. I get what you do because it's her favorite shop. And I grew up shopping at Target for back to school, you know, everything. Because it was like in every suburban neighborhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> And so that was when I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I remember your Target collection because honestly, it had your, I, I don't know if it's like your it bag, but yeah, it, yeah. it looked so similar to the real deal. Yeah. I was like, I need that bag. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and to this day, I always get like uh, messages like, you know, I, I still carry this and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, it's been fun. With Airbnb, it was um, uh, a friend of mine. It was so uh synergetic um yeah actually uh, uh one of my teammates she is a friend of someone who at airbnb and i happen to be uh friends with one um the uh, one of the chief marketing officers too and it's really about experiences and you know it kind of came together where why well, don't you well you guys are now um, promoting these ideas of experiences and you know global experiences and you know let us uh why don't we work together and kind of um outfit that yeah. You know, so that came about that way. It was really spontaneous and it was really um, a fun project because something I would never thought I would do. Yes. But you should never say never, I suppose. That's totally. a lesson. And that was more like PJs? PJs, just yep. PJs, you know what I mean? And just like um, they wanted what would the global citizen PJ look like? Totally. You know? Yes. Are accessories um, a large part of your business? Um, is it important like once you have that one bag that was everybody wants to to iterate make new new versions of yeah. it or what, what's your take on that um accessories are important but unlike a lot of companies we it's actually balanced out because ready to wear is the most important actually yeah you know we're not an accessories company we have beautiful accessories um so in that way there it's balanced out it's not like um a lot of traditional accessories uh companies where they'll have the the it tr- uh, accessories and they'll do the clothes for show only. Yes. You know, versus us, everything counts. Everything matters. Everything yeah. we make means something. So we have to make sure that it is with value, substance, uh, uh, creativity, the yeah. full package. Yeah, because I feel like for other brands that have great accessories, mm-hmm. it's kind of the like entry point into the brand because yeah. you can't even afford the clothes in a million no, years. No, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of comparable price points. It's super. It's super yeah. because it's really about... Um, the man, the woman, you know, it's about her and his lifestyle. It's that, I call it that, um, the modern day global citizen. You had to fit 31 hours in 24. Yeah. Um, and you're always on the go. You live multifaceted lives where you have your, your, your clothes, your accessories, your shoes have to take you from night, uh, day to night. Yeah. From, um, meeting to dining, you know. Totally. Yes. With department stores like Barney's, some of them struggling right now. Um, are you focusing more on direct sales or what's your take there? And Yeah. Um, again, I think it goes back to us trying to find that balance because we come from an old school model where it's a majority wholesale. We have our own retail stores too, but the, but the future also is direct to consumers. So how do you balance this? You know, and I say this too with 
utmost respect to our wholesale partners that have gotten us here to this moment. We can't abandon them. Yeah. So it's like, how do we work across the board where we leverage wholesale, own retail, and um, direct to consumer? You know, that's that's that balance that we're trying to fi- figure out right now. If I can be honest. Yeah. So you find that they they need you as much as you need them right now ne- for the time being. We need each other. Yeah. Everyone needs each other. It, it cannot be this like slash and burn and uh, forget mentality. You know what I mean? Because we know what happens with that. Yeah. You know, things just die. Yep. And that's not fair and that's not right. That's unconscionable. Um, so we cannot do that whether in nature nor uh, personal, private, or business. That is a rare opinion. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Good you. for you. <laughs> um, talk to me about your stores. How many do you have now? I think we have um, 11 or 12. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. And yeah. more on the way, or is um, that a good good? It's a good moment right now because again, it's really us uh, resetting, um, transforming, and figuring out um, what the purpose of each one is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that uh, you know, how are we going to convert this to more um, uh, to make it mean more? Yep. So it's instead of just adding on mindlessly, it's really time to pause, focus in on kind of what you do. The message that you 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 want to convey, and also, um, and what your house looks like. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see those stores? What do you see their role? Is it a chance for people to come, touch, feel, try on? Is there something tech techy happening in store? What's happening? I I love you know I'm still that one that walks up into a store and wants to just have a co- a conversation with the uh, the salesperson and um, and. Yeah. Touch everything, have them set the clothes up for me or uh, whatever I'm trying on in a, in a fitting room and discover still. You know, I I buy online things that are automatic, meaning like I just want to replace it. Yep. Um, things that don't are kind of um, without conscious, you know what I mean? But everything else I love to touch, to feel. So to me, stores are so important still because it's like it's like having a friend that you can still visit. Yeah. You know, versus like, uh, we're only texting now, our relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's odd. Yeah. You know, I love the fact that, you know, um, I can host friends in a store. I can meet you there. We can use the store to actually, um, to as a platform for other um, organizations or other purposes. And I think the store has to really reflect the idea of uh, a, more, a, a bigger window into the brand. Yeah, because when you're working online or when uh, through wholesale, they'll buy, they'll curate and buy what fits their point of view. Yep, and you're part of their point of view. Exactly. With your own stores, it's your point of view. You know, so if a uh, if a customer wants to know more about you, if um and and peek in, it's the most tangible place. Yep. Are you, is it important to open stores in international markets? Are most of them in the states right now? No, it's it's mixed. Yeah, it's mixed. It's definitely um, for us. We've always started. We started globally, so it should reflect that. Yes. Know? Oh, I didn't realize you started globally. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. We, again, <laughs> it, it was like uh, some luck, some savvy, some <laughs> um, timing, and you know, it was really making clothes aesthetics that with a really. Um, a global appeal. Yeah. What are your top maybe three markets? Or is U.S. what US, percentage? U.S., Asia. It, it's actually even like yeah. Asia, U.S., and Europe. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, those three. 
Yes. You've had some changes to your, your core collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a push towards sustainability mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about that and yeah. why now? I think it's going back to the, the personal self-reflection and that personal moment of cooking yep. and slowing down. When we did our 10th anniversary, um, uh, my team was like, what do you want to do? You know, because the 10th anniversary is usually like the best of or um, a future moment. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, none of that, actually. <laughs> I want to stop and smell the flowers. Nice. You know, I want to stop and just kind of um, take take uh, take a moment for gratitude and really slow it down slightly. And, yeah. you know, we work with incredible uh, artists, um, Maya Lin, and we built this fashion show set that was um, composed of three uh, 600 tons of of uh new dirt compost you know what i mean yep. and we after that we donated to um local parks and schools to plant the next season nice yeah and this started back then and you know it's been slowly like really rec- realizing and um coming to self-reckoning of we just can't continue without conscious yep and um and as a creative lead, I have the power to start off right. I have the power to change this. Yeah. I cannot change the world, but I can change my my gesture. I can change my decisions. I can and influence um, uh, through my actions the people around me. So it came back to like, let's start off more natural. Let's let's take a pause and think about what we're actually doing and take a minute, um, take time, which is the ultimate luxury to to really think about what ways we can adjust what we're putting out there. Yeah. And hence, like, um, recent collaboration with um, um, the Walmart company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. You know, um, just going back to working with organizations that are kind of in line value-wise. Yes. Was it a big, was it just a matter of partnering with the right people to be able, be able to make that shift or... Gosh, what what did it entail from maybe one collection to the next collection yeah. where you're like, we're going to be sustainable now? Yeah, and, and I don't even want to use that term sustainable. It's more about for us is that sustainable balance. Yes, because it's impossible if we once we um, once we wake up and we 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 leave to go to work, there's an impact already. True. So and it's daunting because then you you'll think I'll never. I'll never be able to do anything. So if you, for us, for me, it's really like, how do you make small adjustments in your life, your work to, to influence a grander shift? And that's what I call three, one sustainable balance. It's really trying to rebalance footprint, rebalance intention, mm-hmm. rebalance impact. Yes. And one of the most important factors is who you, the company you keep, um, who you align yourself with. And one of the big companies that we started working with for a couple of seasons now is the Walmart company. Mm-hmm. Um, and their push for um, uh, natural, sustainable fibers. Nice. Yeah. And kind of around the same time also, maybe just decided no fur, no, yeah. no I don't know, leathers. What was, the, what was the decision there? Yeah. It, working with Walmart and having them open up their resources to the innovation of, of wool, it really, like, for example, we last this winter, uh, winter of 2018 or oh, 19, 18, 19, I don't know what I season mean, we're what in. The heck right now, <laughs> right now in stores, right now. Yep. We announced we went fur free and exotic skins free. And that was what the fur was like, wow, all this uh, wool innovation mimic fur already nice so instead of having to uh 
you know, kill the animal for their hide. It's really like taking the fibers by giving them a haircut yeah. and、um, reweaving it into textiles.、Cool. Because at the end of the day, it's still cuddly and cute and beautiful and quite luxurious.、Um, so it's really going in, working with、uh, the right partners, and that influences decisions that you make. Yeah. And you don't realize、um, you have one intention of, oh, let's work together on a season, but that also infiltrates your, your personal thinking and the actions that you take in the future. It's been kind of eye opening. It's been、um, so fun because it's taken me back to where I began in、nice. a natural place. Yeah. What do you consider? What does your customer consider? What's luxury right now? Yeah. Luxury is a state of mind. Mm hmm. And everyone has, is in a different state of mind.、Um, for me, luxury is freedom of choice and time.、Um, those two things are the biggest luxuries for me. And in those two things, you can, you can conquer, you can do anything or you can do nothing.、Yep. You know? And it's really, for me, that's that. And I think、um, the people who I serve, they're in alignment with that too. Um, if you talk about choices, let's go back like, to make more sustainable choices. You know, the, the, they have the luxury、um, of choosing and voting for and, and pushing you to actually make more intelligent and conscious actions. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, so, I don't know, state of mind. Definitely. Gosh, where do you go from here? <laughs> What's next? What's next is. Continuing to push this idea of sustainable balance, continuing to co-、um, convert what we're doing、uh, with more、um, responsible choices and decision making, continuing to、uh, follow our entrepreneurial transformation to figure out the balance、um, of how we exist, how we,、uh, acknowledging the, the, the luxury of,、uh, of our choices. And the fact that we get to put beauty out into the world, but beauty that has a more sustainable balance. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being here, Philip. Thank、This、you so、great. much. Thank you. It was fun. So fun. <laughs> That's all for this episode. And don't forget that we're offering Glossy Podcast listeners 20% off an annual Glossy Plus membership, giving you unlimited access to fashion and beauty stories. Use the code PODCAST at checkout. The Glossy Podcast is produced by Pierre Bienname. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a review and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.